It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, the afterburner curse lives on. This is our 10th Afterburner. Welcome to Afterburner. Ryan Pinder here, Red Warner in Buffalo. Uh, the record, Rhett, two, five, and three. By my math, that's uh, seven of a possible 20 points. So uh, really bad. That's, that's, that's not working. It's not more points than games? It certainly isn't. It's uh, seven points in 10 games. Not good enough. And what felt like a tricky game and not certainly a tap in or an easy game. Uh, this was another game where the Calgary Flames blew the only lead they had, the only goal they scored. They fall 2 1 to the Detroit Red Wings in what feels like a significant blow. Um, look, the season has 82 games. There's not certain games where points are more than others, but this one particularly feels ominous, doesn't it? Yeah, it just has that. Again, you bring up a good point. Detroit is better than what we might envision them or thought of them last year over the last couple of years. They've improved immensely. But it's just another one of those games where the Flames, yeah, they outshoot the other team. Yeah, this, but it's boring hockey. They aren't high-scoring chances. They're not zipping around. They F up the power play. They have opportunities, and they just they don't have the talent to get it done. And it's it's you know they they certainly didn't have this. I wouldn't say they were dead flat, but they didn't have the same emotion as no as they had in New York. And maybe that's tough. And again, I said it against when in the Rangers game. I'm like, well. Was that the Flames playing with emotion or was that true but running guys and they had to respond? Yeah. Like there's a difference there. But I, it's just you leave the game and you're it's I think the first afterburner you and I did together, this is how I felt about this. Like, well, Chicago. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not going to freak out, but it's, uh, 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 be better. What are they, what are they doing? 
Yeah. The only the the most positive thing that came with the night was the fact that most of the other teams lost that they're yep. trying to catch. That's the only effing positive. Yeah. Uh, now, look, they're certainly not out of it in a playoff thing. Like they're they were tied with Minnesota with a game and more played than Minnesota heading into tonight. They don't pick up any points. It's not that, oh, geez, like their playoff probability just dropped 20%. What a crushing blow, a four-pointer. No, it's none of those things. It's that, to your point, it wasn't a terribly inspired effort. Um, I think we viewed this team in the offseason as a deep club, and maybe that was before we didn't realize that Oliver Shillington wouldn't be here. But Michael Stone is playing way too much hockey. Nikita Zadorov does not belong in the top four and continues to make big mistakes when he is in the top four. Dennis Gilbert, you love his effort level, but it's a very, very basic, simple game that doesn't really allow you to create chances. And I, I might push back a little on the talent thing. I think this is a talented roster. I just don't think, for whatever reason, the talent and what Daryl's asked them to do is matching up at all. Like, I just don't understand yeah. how watch Huberto. And I'm like, this guy had 115 points last year and he wasn't playing with Barkov. He was like, what? He was playing with well, Bennett and Duclair. Yeah. How the fuck did this guy get 115 points? He looks like a zombie out there and was one of their worst forwards tonight. So, was he? like, if he's not talented, I'm not getting upset. He he is talented. I just don't know what's happened to him. He's not the guy he was in Florida. You're right. I mean, that's and I'm basing my they're not talented enough on just on what I've seen this year, not, yeah. not years past. And but that's the problem, is it, it is. They if they are talented, they don't have the emotion or the care or the want to prove it like when have they gone out in a game and we've been like yes that, uh, that that's you know what's maybe even worse i think the first five games of the f and year were the best games yeah and, and i think more to that point is like they can do it and they have done it but then they followed up with stinkers and, and you you win in seattle but you lost the 32nd place team the night before like you go yeah. into a tough building travel back to back you get a big Steve, win me, but it's not enough you you've got to yeah. string those together to me that's not a good team right and you well, well we'll see yeah whether it's a talent issue or what do you mean we'll see we're 50 with seattle or with with Calgary? I'm, sorry in general i'm saying that the flames yes the flames i agree yeah. are not a good team because of how they've played because they're 52 games into it yeah, and their players have a track record of being better and they aren't. And whether it's the coach or the players turn into shit, I don't know, but they're no fun to watch. And they're they. I would talk to you before the show. It's frustrating. Yeah. You want to cheer for a team and you, it's hard to do. And they really you hate saying that you don't want to tell people not to go and watch. That's not what my point is. I'm saying that the flames need to hit, take a long, hard look in the mirror and figure out what they are. And if you don't, if the rest of you don't want to be here, like Kachuk and Gaudreau, then F off. Pack your S and hit the road. 23 days till the deadline, Red. They're the shits. And it's not, you can't tell me they're a tight team and they like each other. I mean, you could, care. but I don't believe well, it. Well, we've heard that. <laughs> we've heard it a bunch, before, right? <laughs> right? Like, get lost. Quit treating yeah. us like idiots. Yeah. Oh, we're a really good group. No, you're not. You're just not. 
Uh-huh. So Uyghur's terrible. Like this, the mistakes are big. I, I, I would, I would cringe to imagine this blue line without him because he is a guy that can log big minutes. Um, yep. I don't think they have a fourth guy that you could put in the top four, but the mistakes are too glaring. They just are. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, I, I'm not hanging the losses on him. I'm just saying that it's, it's not. He gave up a it, that play, the goal they scored on late in the first, second period, was it? That's him. That's see, him. It's so I would love to walk me through what you saw because I see it's it's an even numbers situation. It's either three on three or two on two, depending how zoomed in you want to get. And his man makes that little short area pass, but I thought it was Lindholm that lost Larkin that cut it. Yeah, but he's reaching for the puck. Okay, okay, he's so that's why I'm asking. Try, yeah, yeah, he's reaching to try and anyway. And I, if he hits the puck, it's a good play. But if he doesn't, and the pass gets through, and it's in our net. It's you've yeah. got to read the play too. Who's coming with more speed, and whether you're. It's not as simple saying we have numbers it's an instinct thing from years of playing and he's had those years of playing where you're watching guys come at you and you know who's speed if you're back checker mm-hmm. doesn't have the speed the guy that he's supposed to be taking you can't lunge to try and take the puck away right that's right it's right anyway I, and again i'm not it's not Uyghur. it's the whole team and you know what? It is. Yeah. Get your coaches and get your heads out of your ass. Because whatever you're telling these guys, they ain't buying. They're not buying in. It's in one year and out the other. They're not playing with emotion. And these effing veterans that we've talked about before hit the road. Hit the road. I don't need to see them. One stat tonight, and it's telling. It feels like the season in a single snapshot, and it's the reason that this team isn't where anyone thought they would be. Play along with me here. At five on five tonight, which is where, you know, most of the game is played. They got penalty issues, but this is just five on five. The Calgary Flames outshoot Detroit 28 to seven. So they allow seven shots over a course of a full hockey game at even strength. That's it. Scoring chances, 6-5 Detroit. (laughs) That's courtesy Ryan Pike from Flames Nation. Wow. And does that not tell the whole story? For all the possession, for all the zone entries, for all the cycling, they got 28 shots, and Detroit on seven shots created more scoring chances. Seven shots in the whole game. And it's it's what's mind-numbing about this team because, Jesus, if they had some finish or any sort of creativity but or a will they, or a wherewithal to create chances from the slot, you could see how they could be good. But the flip side is a Daryl Sutter team, sure, they could allow seven shots. I'd believe that in a whole game. But allowing five scoring chances on seven shots, that's not what Daryl teams do. No. So here's what I would say about the first part of that the shots the reason they have so many effing shots is because they don't have the skill to make other plays i'm telling you man it's I'm, hey it's, they're, they're settling for low shots for sure they yes are. they're settling to take a shot because there's no speed there's no creativity there's not enough skill to make those nice plays that set up an actual scoring opportunity and that can be fine maybe I think it's old and I think it's ancient and I think it's had its day and it's probably done. But if you are going to do that, then you had better have 
five or two lines, six forwards that all they can do is go crash the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's it. Back th- that goalie, every goalie you play against should be run over 18 times a game. And it's funny because how many nights has it been like, oh, there's a, and, and look, uh, Billy Huso, it's been a busy night. No, it hasn't. Like it's been busy, but like how many amazing saves did like Vladar had to make way more saves. It's a great night for the goalie because he faces a lot of rubber, but they're all outside. It's like practice. It's like, gets yeah, to feel okay, the puck, that's get into the good rhythm. To feel it feeling it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful for a goalie, wonderful game for goalie to get feeling good. And so again, that stat at even strength, five on five, the Flames outshoot Detroit 28 to seven. That's a factor of four to one, if my math is correct. And I believe it is. So for every one shot Detroit's getting, you're getting four. Detroit ends up six five, leading on scoring chances at even strength. That's exactly what's fucking wrong with this team, Red. It's everything. Yeah. That, that stat tells you the whole season. And it's also why. It it feels like what even when you think Markstrom's playing well, it's three on nineteen, and Vladar was sensational, and his save percentage will go down tonight because I don't know that he saw twenty. Let's pull it up; it's just in front of me here. Like total shots on net, seventeen, and he was awesome. And it and it's a sub eight hundred night for sub nine hundred night for for Vladar because he stopped. See, and I don't know, like uh, fifteen of seventeen. Like fuck, I'm not in the coach's room, but. And I don't know that the guy, the coaches are screaming at him to shoot, but I got a, I got a hard time believe him. They're trying to tell him to make better plays or hang on to pucks and let's curl up and find late guys. And let's, you know what I mean? Like play I it just, back to the point, funnel stuff to the net. It's, it's tried and true with Daryl, but it's not working this time for, you know, whether no. the league's changed enough or if it's too easy for goalies or it's not the right cast in front. New and coaches, somewhere along the way, you turn a 115 saying, point guy into a dud. Yeah, I don't know how don't, he did it. Don't use waster shots. Don't hang on to pucks. Make plays. That That's what they're preaching. They're not preaching rifle pucks on that every chance you get. Ah, you know what? It, it's just I'm just I'm I'm so frustrated with it because it just reeks of a bunch of BS again. Stuff that we've been to- not last year. Last year they had a hell of a season and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But two years ago, oh, oh we all love each other. We're a real tight team. You, you sucked. You sucked and you lied to us. And the years before that, you've done it before, and it's the same package over and over. You're mediocre, and it's. It, what are we building towards? You're not. I mean, this is your What are window. we building towards? They have a three to five year window with this group and year one has gone miserably, if we're being honest. Like <laughs> if the playoffs start today, you're out. Yeah. That's not a small sample anymore. What is and you, you, you always say, you, I, I'm, I'm just putting you on the spot here, but what is the percentage? The, the I forget the website that you yeah, use. No, the, they're the still floating around. They would have been 80 before this game. They lose, it'll drop it somewhere into the low 70s, is my guess. Uh, because they have a soft schedule and because the, the the roster has talented players and because the model probably isn't as bullish on teams like LA and Minnesota. But it's just, look, if you're not going to beat the bad teams, it really doesn't matter if you have a soft schedule. That's what this is coming down to. One of the things if you fluke to the playoff spot, 
Yeah, sorry, you're, you're you're glitching out a little, Rhett. So I'll buy you some time if yeah. Um, I, I think what you're saying is so. So let's say you get in, like who are you beating? I, I I don't think that they're a better team than anyone they'll face in the playoffs. But I also didn't think Montreal was better than three teams they beat on the way to the final. Crazy things happen in this tournament all the time. But certainly, you're not going to be favored or in a good spot to win. You're going to need to get a red hot goalie and fluke your way through in a sense. And that happens all the time in this tournament. But that can't be a chips in move or strategy, right? Well, you're right, and you're. Sorry, you're glitching. Um, yeah. Can we get Rhett to reset here? We're, we'll pause right here. We'll pick things back up once we get back on track here. Um, Tanner, you can walk me through this, whether we get him to relink up or whether we should. Okay, you get him to relink, and I'll walk people through this scoring summary here. So um, we'll do this. We've got the cheers of the game coming up for BK Beaufort Liquor. We've also got buy it or sell it for Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate with CIR. And... The scoring summary, there wasn't much of it. One of the things that has been dreadful for the Calgary Flames this season is their play when they're up by a goal. They've had leads. They have not done a good job of holding on to leads nor expanding on leads. I think of that game on a Saturday, middle of January against Dallas. They get up, what, 5-1-6-1. And of course, uh, they have to hang on to win 6-5. They get a goal here late in the second period at even strength. It's Blake Coleman for the third game in a row, I believe, scoring because he scored in Seattle. He scored on Broadway. He scores tonight his 12th of the year from Hannafin and Backlund. It's the Backlund line again getting it done. They've scored four goals uh, the last two games that line. There's not a lot of scoring for the rest of the roster. Not on that line. When you look back to the overtime loss, in New York, and then, of course, uh, the regulation loss in Detroit tonight. Backlund from Hannafin, excuse me, Coleman from Hannafin and Backlund makes it one nothing. And, and how long does it take? Well, a minute and 39 seconds. That's all, where, as Red alluded to, it's the rush on. Weger gets the puck slid past him. Lindholm loses his man. It's Larkin, 16th of the year from Perron and Mo Sider. 1-1 with 14 seconds left in the period. Drives you nuts. Yes, it was on a Detroit power play, uh, but it wasn't zone time and sustained pressure. It was just a rush at them. And with 14 seconds, you had that horn to help you. If they gain the zone, but you could keep them to the outside, all you needed to do was to get to uh, the 14 seconds further to get to the intermission. And then I believe you had 50 seconds left to kill on that penalty. We'll get to the penalties in a moment. That ties the game. They always say it, whether it's true or not, goals in the first minute or the last minute seem to take the wind out of your sails. It's 1-1 going into the intermission. And then sure enough, 5:51 into the third. Zadina from Sunquist and Hag. Zadorov caught way up the ice. And Michael Stone uh, with no help and all kinds of time for Zadina and Sunquist on the two-on-one. Back and forth it goes. No chance for Vidar. That's your game winner. Uh, Rhett, we've got you back. I think we'll see how the reception is. Uh, The penalties were a big issue tonight. And when you factor in Zadorov's double minor with getting caught up ice on the game winner, there's a lot of tools to like about this player, but some of the decision-making drives you batty. And here he is elevated in a top four role where you needed him with Rasmus Anderson out. And that's the game-winning goal where he got way up the ice. Yeah, that's such a thing. He's trying to do too much. Yes, you're still not great there, but um, it feels like it's it's a lot. He's on the ice for both goals against. 
in uh, the Larkin's power play marker, Zadina, the game winner, 2-1, your final score. Afterburner curse is real. Two wins, five losses, three overtime setbacks. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Meager seven of a possible 20 points for games where we've uh, done the post-game show. Um... We'll get Rhett back and we'll do a buy and sell for Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate with CIR Realty. Buy it or sell tonight is the Flames should not be buying at the deadline or making an acquisition beyond a late round flyer. I'm talking first three, four rounds, prospects, roster players. The Calgary Flames should not be shedding those types of assets at the trade deadline, I think it's an easy buy for me. It's also easy to do after a loss to Detroit. If they beat Buffalo on Saturday in a matinee and they come back and beat Ottawa on Monday night, you might feel differently. They've got 22 days until the, the trade deadline, March 3rd, by my math. Short month, February. I believe it's extra short this uh, this year. Uh, I, look, are, are they missing some pieces? Could Could a second line sniper help? Yeah. Could another defenseman help? Absolutely. But the notion of moving futures for present for this roster at this juncture of the season where they're located where they are in the standings, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, if you can go get a depth defenseman to play on the third pair for a fourth or a fifth, like a Fantenberg, Derek Forbort type swap, I'll listen to that. I'd consider that. But the notion that you could be hunting for big game or trying to reel in a big fish here at the deadline firsts prospects doesn't fit. That's not what this group is. You do that when your team's contending like last year, when they brought it to Foley and yarn croak and Ryan Carpenter, who didn't touch the ice it seemed, but that's what you do when you feel like you're close is you bolster your lineup, you get more depth. And if you're fortunate or good or both, uh, you have long runs and those guys can help you. This does not look like a team destined for a long run. This does not look like a team that's a sure thing to be in the playoffs at all. And 
I don't know that anyone is going to push back hard on that after tonight. Um, certainly, I get fans wanting them to add, but this isn't, you know, the the go pick something for free aisle. You're going to hinder assets and future rosters of this team to go add a big player to this team. Now you don't go and get Timo Meyer or Patrick Kane, very theoretically speaking on both accounts without giving up significant pieces of your future, be it a first rounder, multiple first, be it a second rounder, be it a top prospect, be that a wolf, a Pelche or a young cost control player, like even Dylan Dubé, for example. And I'm not suggesting that uh, they're very close to doing these things. And we're not trying to talk the flames in or out of anything, but, they're not in a spot where they're a player away. They're not in a spot where, oh, if we just get this guy, clearly it all makes sense. They're in a spot where it's like, you're going to have to find a way to get some more difference makers in here. Your first rounder this year, you like you best be using that on a player that can help you for the next eight to 15. Uh I have a really tough time with the notion of this group going out and getting a a high priced rental term's going to be tough. They're they're screwed with the cap. They really are. But uh for for Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate with CIR Realty, good luck finding someone to fight me on this, but um the Flames should not be parting with a significant future asset to help this roster this season. And I think we're all buying it at this point. I don't know how much pushback there can be. You could tell me they'd be better with more of this or that, but um, deadline prices ain't the ones that, oh, I'm glad we did that. Uh, no, Rhett, 10 man. Well, you got an update for me here? What do we know about uh, the Redster here? Okay. All right. So we've sent some links. We'll see if Rhett can get a better connection there. It has not been good uh, from the home studio. In Buffalo. Uh, cheers to the game. We'll do this. This is for BK Beaufort Liquor for Mandeep and the crew. Located across from Windsport on the Trans-Canada as you're heading out of town. Grab a nice bottle of something. Maybe it's a uh, fancy tequila. Maybe you want to make some cocktails. Maybe it's a lovely wine. A six-pack. If you've forgotten mix, whatever it is. Mandeep's got you set up at uh, BK Beaufort Liquor on your way out of town towards the mountains. Just across from Windsport, COP. Um, all the Hockey Canada headquarters, all that good stuff. So make sure you pop in and say hi. The, the toast of the game, the cheers of the game. Uh, it's got to be Dan Vladar, doesn't it, Tan Man? Jeez. Yeah. Wasn't busy, but had a lot of big saves to make. I'm thinking about that power play uh, penalty kill for the Flames. The power play for the Wings. He slides to his right, makes the huge blocker save on Perron. Uh, this was a very tidy performance from the Flames backup who has been the better of the two goalies this season. He didn't get the run support. Uh, I don't blame him on either goal. It's essentially a partial break in tight and then a two-on-one where they had all the time in the world to zip it back and forth until, you know, stones on his belly and there's an empty net for a shooter. Uh, I thought Vladar was very good in this game and worthy of certainly starting again. I don't know if that turn comes as on the matinee in Buffalo on Saturday, or if it's Monday in Ottawa or beyond, but uh, look, two goals against that's tidy. You'll take it. You got to be able to score more than one. If you expect to win in this, uh, this league. And one thing of note, 
late in the second. It's one nothing Flames. Less than 30 seconds remaining in the second period. Flames are sitting with the old goose egg on goals against. 20 minutes and 14 seconds away from their first shutout of the year. Yeah, no. Uh, they lose 2-1 to one in this contest in Detroit. Game two of this four-game road trip. Buffalo and Ottawa to follow. Uh, last year, they had, I believe, 10 shutouts. Nine for Jacob Markstrom alone. And it's... Uh, it's not looked defensively a lot like last year's group. Again, the scoring chances 6-5 for Detroit, despite the heavy difference on the shot clock. 13, uh, 36 to 17, excuse me. 36-17, your final shot tally flames. Much more pucks to net. Red Wings creating the better quality, which has uh, got to be a massive point of frustration for the fan base, this club, and I imagine the coaching staff and players uh, as well. One and one, excuse me. on this road trip. One of a possible four points and two games to go. Toast of the game to Dan Vladar, who ends up tying, not setting a new Calgary Flames record for point streak. He had uh, a mark of 10 wins, three overtime setbacks, and zero regulation losses. Uh, That now snapped tonight by the Wings. A 2-1 victory there. Uh, Rhett, catching you up. Our toast of the night, I'm giving it to Dan Vladar, who was sensational at times tonight and the only two goals, extremely high-quality chances against. His point streak comes to an end at 13 games. A thought on Vladar this evening? Well, he gives him a chance, doesn't he? A blocker save early against Perron is the one that really stands out. A big save there. Went to 0-0. <laughs> before, before we cut out, we're still Try it again. <laughs> you were saying before you cut out, and he's gone. He's cut out. So Vladar, our toast of the game. We'll uh, we'll see if we get Rhett sorted out. We'll come back with a final thought on uh, the buy or sell. Frustrating. This is this is a night where Rhett's champing at the bit, and it's a night where you want to look bigger picture and say. Why were we all so sure this was going to work when it looks so flawed? And maybe they bounce back with dominant sound performances. But uh, Robert Munnick, who, who who cuts up highlights and puts them on Twitter, Ring of Fire is the Twitter handle, said he had 20 highlights cut from the Rangers-Flames game on Monday tonight. Six. That is some low-event hockey and... Again, to have 36 shots on net and five scoring chances, that that just doesn't match up. One of the things the Flames have struggled mightily at, they've created a significant number of rush chances and odd man rushes. The ability to get a scoring chance out of them, it's incredible how futile they are uh, by that measure. To to think that you can create two-on-ones, three-on-twos, odd man rushes and not get shots on net, miss the net, passes into skates, and the flip side seems to be the exact opposite. If the Flames surrender a two-on-one, it feels like there's a misplay by the defense or a beautiful play by the opposition, and bang, it's in the back of your net. It's been an immensely frustrating, um, I guess, measure for the Flames. Is uh, Getting into spots where you should create scoring chances hasn't been an issue. It's actually ending up with those scoring chances that has been really tough for this group. And uh, yeah, that's doesn't match up with expectations, does it? Power play struggled. 
Power play was really rough. I know Daryl's come out of the break here with some new look power play units. Uh, Pelche out there with Kadri and Huberto, and there's probably some benefits of keeping that line together. But what it's done is it's spread the talent over two units. And uh, hey, I'm not here to say don't try things and switch it up. The, the, they head into the all-star break with that power play somewhere around 24th, 25th in the NHL. By all means, try things. Uh, it's not working, the new stuff, at least not yet. Uh, opportunities all night to to really either tie this game, take a lead in this game, just not enough. You you get a power play with less than four minutes left and muster two shots, not good enough. And it's another one-goal game to which the Calgary Flames are the best in the NHL. Nobody plays more one-goal games than the Calgary Flames. Don't get blown out. Never win by more than a couple. It's only one-goal games. And on this night, the Detroit Red Wings, one specialty goal, the Calgary Flames, zero. It really is that fine of a line. Rhett, the power play could have made quite an impact this season when you look at how many close games they played. Uh, it went over three tonight. It's to a point now where, well, we're still glutching. I'm out. The- You're sounding good right now. You're actually sounding good. Oh, sound keep good. going. Okay, because I'm watching your face talk. Okay, you're done. Brett, thank you. Apologize uh, for to our listeners that that feed's not working. I, uh, you sounded good for a full sentence and then it was old curtains um, somewhere in the robotic glitching there. You need Huberto to be a difference on the power play. And I don't know that we have a good answer or explanation as to why this hasn't worked, but it has not worked. Jonathan Huberto as a Calgary Flame has been an unmitigated disaster to this point. And, you know, you see everything on social media in terms of pointing fingers and why. Um, He has been a point-per-game player for the last half decade in this league. This wasn't some fluky season that uh, the Calgary Flames were, you know, chasing. It was a track record of four years in a row where he had more points than games played and wasn't playing next to the best players on the Florida Panthers. For whatever reason, this fit has not been good at all. I, I see people questioning work ethic. I don't know that that feels like an easy thing to say. I, I don't think that that's necessarily what I'm seeing. I certainly see a player that's not confident right now. It would be crazy to watch a game and say, oh, Huberto is feeling it tonight. <laughs> it, it's quite the opposite. It looks like someone who's trying so hard to make things happen that he's putting pucks in spots that he shouldn't be. And oh, I'll just rip it, the seam pass through someone's legs. Ah, oh, it doesn't work. Stunner. But this is a major issue for the Calgary Flames. And uh, certainly there's been a lot of conversation right from the get-go until now, and for good reason, that this is a different system. He's being asked to play the game differently. Can Daryl Sutter build a better role for this player in this system? Does Daryl Sutter need to find a different system for Jonathan Huberto to exist in? Can Jonathan Huberto exist in the Daryl system as we've come to expect his teams to play? It's a question that I, I don't have answers for, but it ain't working. 
And it's not like, well, at least he's done at the end of the year. It's the beginning of an eight-year contract that's heavily signing bonus laden, impossible to buy out essentially, that takes him deep into his 30s. And it's not as simple as just, oh, well, hey, look, this, uh, you know, it's not working with this coach. Uh, man, when's Daryl going to be on the hot seat? I'll tell you when Daryl's going to be on the hot seat, when he's not with a fresh extension in his pocket. Daryl LinkedIn extension, I believe, is around training camp. It, it's rumored to be a three-year deal. That doesn't even kick in, I believe, till next year. Even if it wiped out the last year of this is current deal and started now, like I mean, Daryl, make the seat as hot as you want. The GM's a free agent at the end of the summer, and the coach has got at least three years, if not more. How's this owner like paying two coaches? We could do a little history on that just in the last, you know, in the in the Bradshaw Living era. Bob Hartley goes, he's on payroll for another year. They bring in Glenn Gullitson, first time coach. Very little limited track record in the NHL beyond being an assistant. Not a high salary. Didn't work. Then they go get Bill Peters. Uh, there's incidents on earth from his past, and I don't blame the Flames for not knowing that. I don't think any of us knew about it. And he has to go. And it's like, okay, well, now Bill Peters is on payroll. Uh, Jeff Ward, come on in. Long-time assistant, never been a head coach. Very small salary. There's already a coach on payroll. Okay, well, that didn't work. Now Daryl comes back into the fray, has one great year as a coach that you know has a shelf life, that wears on guys, that might not be the best fit for millennials, but in short spurts, he can get the most out of guys. And he gets an extension before we get to see a second full campaign? The timing just made no sense to me at any point. And given that the GM doesn't have term beyond this season on his contract and that the coach has a strong, at least long-standing relationship with the owner, like th this is a mess if it's going to go this way with Huberto and Sutter. Because it's not as if it's like, well, the player's here for long-term. I guess we got to change the coach. The coach ain't going anywhere. Unless Daryl wants to leave. He's not going. And I think that's a topic that we're going to have to talk about. And, you know, you'd love to see the player figure it out. But at this point, it'd be surprising. If Jonathan Huberto looked like a point-per-game player, you'd be like, what the hell are we watching? It wouldn't be like, yes. It would be like, shocking. You'd love it. But that's that's a major issue for this, this group moving forward. And I, I don't really have time for the hindsighting of what a horrible decision it was. No one criticized that this summer. So if you if you were if you don't like it now, of course you don't. It's not working. How you solve this is really what's going to figure out or prove how good this organization is. Can you solve this problem? It's a significant one right now. One of the worst forwards on the ice tonight, if not their worst. Tough night for ten. Two one, your final. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, BK Beaufort Liquor. Across from Winsport to Derek Newman's, Derek Newman of uh, Newman Dean's Real Estate with CAR Realty, and all our other great sponsors that we've got on Barnburner. It won't be a boring show tomorrow as the Flames fall two one in Motown tonight. A one nothing lead with less than a half minute remaining in the second turns into a regulation loss. It's one of a possible four points to open this four game road trip. Buffalo matinee on Saturday, ten thirty puck drop Calgary time, and then Ottawa. On Monday, two other teams similar to Detroit. Plucky in a tough division out of a playoff spot, but feeling pretty good about themselves. 
Buckle up. It's been Afterburner. See you tomorrow on Barnburner.